I wasn't going to get controversial today, but then again, I feel like I need to go there. I love toaster ovens. I know, I know what you're thinking. You're saying, Adam, the toaster that has the bread or the waffle pop up into the air is way cooler and it's fun to watch. I've heard that opinion, but the toaster oven is capable of so much. We're not limited to just bagels and waffles and bread, but also we can put pizza rolls in there and pizza bagels. Heck, I've even cooked a burger in a toaster oven. It's capable of so much. Today, I wonder, what do you think you're capable of? I feel like so often we put limits on ourselves and think that we're not capable of all that much. And today, I'd love for you to realize that you are capable of so, so much that you are beloved, and that you have a seat at the table. Welcome to the table. person to be counted on just not during COVID and not to be home with my kids we are well I get that so what do I say welcome to the table (laughs) wait for right now yeah no we're doing like the thing right now yeah but she's doing the appetizers do I need to say like part two or appetizer I mean just say I never do this part this is our first time ever doing Mason usually says well we got another episode I say all righty welcome to this episode okay yeah just say welcome to this episode Lee are you nervous I am nervous I've been recording all this time, so I might actually keep this in. Oh, Ooh, this is good. Oh, I like Wait, that. The like pre-conversation it. of how do we start our episode. <laughs> episode. Wait, we're in season two, episode like we're, three. We're still trying to like figure what, it out. What so, what so yeah, just right. Lee's going to officially introduce this episode. I am? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said I'm about to. Okay. So what do I say? Well, <laughs> just... Welcome, Welcome to this episode. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. Thank we you guys are, for appetizer We're here today. in... We're here live. We're here live. Well, now it's it's not this live. This is episode three. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, this is episode two. No. Oh, yes. Three. Technically. Technically, it's episode two. But yeah. three in the... Man. Three. So welcome to the table. <laughs> if we don't, you, we don't know yes. any of the episodes. <laughs> All right, you, welcome. This is our... Third official episode of season two. Yeah. yeah. Two in the series that we're doing. Um, I'm excited because this morning I have some trivia. trivia. I'm excited to be on this is side. Is it of Red the Sox trivia? trivia? Because I think I'd do well. It is not. Oh. <laughs> but we're going to have oh, okay. an interesting point system as we go around. So we are going to start. Um, I know that listeners cannot see this, but we're going to go. I don't know how to do the clockwise. Well, there's clockwise and then counterclockwise. We're going to go counterclockwise. We're going to start with Jonesy. Bougie Jones. He's going to go first. Then we'll have Mason. Mason Lee. Catherine. And then Hannah Hoops Defada. Yay. And as we go, let's say Adam doesn't get one correct. Um, He would get one point if he got it correct. If he doesn't get it correct, it moves to Mason. Mason will get... Two, two points, points if he gets it correct. <gasps> correct. If he misses it and it goes to Mrs. Orr, she will get three points. Well, it's then... not going to make it past Kate because we know she knows all things. Yeah. Okay, she you know. Is queen. So I'm, well, sure, the, I'm, sure the, I'm sure the 
the rotation will will it'll yeah. shift. it'll shift. Yeah, yeah it didn't yeah. always start with me because then I would only oh, agree get at one, one point. One point yeah, <laughs> and we would all potentially get zero points. Yeah. So it balances out actually. Yeah, I guess oh, so. yeah. yeah. Okay, so the loser in this, like the bottom loser, there's like a winner and then <laughs> loser. I thought you said Luther, and I was like, wait, what? No, 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 loser, loser, loser like the bottom Reformation. has to give um, either of their choice, either their best date story. Or their worst date story because oh. this is Valentine's trivia. Oh, Valentine's so, trivia! We talked a little love this morning. Are y'all ready? Yep. Oh. Give it to me. Trivia. I'm ready trivia. for one point. <laughs> All right, you ready for one point? Yeah. Okay, Adam. <laughs> Number one, Valentine's Day evolved from what ancient Roman festival? Is it Valen- <laughs> Valentalia, Lupercalia, Floralia, or Bacchanalia? <laughs> C. Incorrect. Dang it. Mason well, was it. Hoops, what was C? Yeah, hoops, no matter what, gets it, though. Well, she if could. four options. If there's four options. Yeah, I okay. mean, at that point. Yeah, he's yeah. got one out of three right. now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Valentilia, mm-hmm. Lupercalia, Floralia, or Bacchanalia? I'm going to guess Bacchanalia. Incorrect. No way. Not the first one, the second one, the lupus. Lupercalia? Yeah. That is correct. Ah, see, Man. she had 50-50. Yeah, so, <laughs> yep. yeah there, that is our... But now she starts it maybe. <laughs> Valentine's Day I is believed to have its roots in the ancient Roman festival of Lupercalia, a fertility celebration mm-hmm. commemorated annually on February 15th. Somewhere around 496, Pope Gelasius I oh, renamed whoa. this festival Valentine's Day and moved it to the 14th, and so it stands. Wow. Wow. This so is a long-standing tradition. Yeah. I kind of mm. thought it was just like an American like thing. Like a Hallmark, Hallmark, Hallmark yeah. thing. Yeah. Of course, Americans think we created this. <laughs> yeah, America. Started Valentine's America. Day. Nope. Started when, did we, uh, when did we get Cupid and like... We're going like to talk that. about Cupid. Oh, okay. Hold yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Hold the Yeah. Hang on Self-educated here. All right. Hoops. Okay, you can get one point, and then we'll move to Adam. He could get two, three. Kate okay. could actually get four. She's already on the board with three points. Yeah, so. I, mean, I didn't. I didn't anticipate it being multiple choice because yeah. because that, that does put a wrinkle in our scoring system. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'm ready. The yeah. stakes are way higher now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Statistically, a woman who purchases flowers on Valentine's Day is most likely buying them for her significant other, her mother, herself. Her children or a friend? Mm. Oh my gosh. This is a hard one. I want to say her, her mother. That is incorrect. Oh. Gen Z? Herself. That is correct. I was oh, going yeah. yeah. <laughs> to guess that, but I was Dang. like, no. According to the Ipsos Insight for the American Floral Endowment's Consumer Tracking Study, of well, course, wow. when a woman buys flowers really on true. Valentine's Day, she is most often buying them for herself 27% of the time. The next would be her mother, ah, mm. see. then her significant other, then mm. daughters, then friends. It's only really, 7%. I, my, friends I was going to guess either mother or friend. I was going to yeah, say friends friend too. would be my... Huh. With all the things we have going on in the world, people are figuring that out. Yeah. yeah, that's the study we're doing. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. that study was from 2004. So. And all the oh, things okay. you could be looking at. Oh, okay. 2004. Yeah. Could have changed. Could have changed. Could have been your mother now. Could have been your mother. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mason, you're up for one point possibility. Okay. How many Valentine cards are sent each year? Oh, dear. Oh, wow. One billion, two billion, ten billion, Holy or cow. 500 million. 
Okay, we got the billions. Okay. Yes, yeah, so oh, yeah. and then one random million. I, I, th I think it's one of the billions. The question is though, is like by sent Valentine's card, does that count like all the second grade classes who Ooh, were like? Good I think I was going to speak to this nuance in the answer, so I'm going to hold the thought. But that is a great question. Oh. I, I agree with you, Mason. Good thought. Yeah, I feel like there has to be postage involved. Yeah, what, what were the what were the first three? The billion quantities. One, two, and ten. That's a big jump. That is such a big jump. <laughs> That's such if a big there jump. was like a seven billion, I'd yeah. be comfortable with that. Yeah. When I asked her, I did this trivia with Herschel beforehand because, of course, he said five, five billion. I was like, that wasn't an option. So he was with you. He, <laughs> uh, you yeah, know what? Yeah, I'll, I agree. I'll say one billion, two billion, or ten billion. That's so random. I'll do, I'll do two billion. Incorrect. Oh. <gasps> that was my first guess, Mason. Okay. Um, Kate, for two points. Let's go ahead. Let's go ten. Incorrect. <gasps> Hoops for three points. Okay, okay, okay. My options are one billion or five hundred million. Correct. Do it, Hoops. <gasps> oh gosh, I'm gonna mess it up, and then Jonesy's gonna get points. <laughs> yeah, and then he's gonna have, then he's gonna have six points. Kate, what do you think? Whoa, Can I phone whoa, whoa. a friend? No, phone a friend. Wait, why? Kate would Kate would be my ultimate phone a friend. Can I phone a friend? No. 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 Come on. You're about to take yeah, points you got from this. everybody. You yeah. got this. Okay, wink if you think it's... No. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I'm, I'm closing my eyes. I can't. Okay, I'm just going to guess one billion. Correct. Yes. Yay! The Greeting Card Association estimates that approximately one billion Valentine cards are sent worldwide each year, making Valentine's Day the second largest card sending holiday behind... Christmas. 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 Okay, wow. we're going to speak to the second grader tiny yeah. little ones that the moms buy in a little bit. Oh. Yeah. I was me right after. <laughs> Remind me to come back to that. All right, who's that? Jonesy with one yeah. point. Sure. Uh, what, yeah. Yes. Well, that was that was my question. So, so Hoops just got three. So now it's Kate's question. Well, again. but she got it, so, so it goes to Adam. Adam. Yeah. So that's how we've been. I think. Oh, oh, oh now it? I'm getting how this works. Oh. Because <laughs> now he has a chance to actually get points. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. yeah well, yeah, but if now, so the the whole thing though is well, okay, never mind. Okay, St. <laughs> Valentine. Oh, you're getting hard ones. St. Valentine was put to death at the order of what Roman emperor? Was it Posthumus II, Augustus II, Claudius II, or Tiberius II? Claudius II. Correct. Oh, oh, for only one just a guess? Although, no. What? Did you know that? That had to um, guess. I feel like I had heard that somewhere. For whatever reason, like, had... Red or something like that. In the recesses of your brain. Yeah, you it was well, one of those things that stuck. Tell us this about This is really Claudius. interesting. Although there were several St. Valentine's, most scholars believe that Valentine's Day was intended to honor a priest who attracted the displeasure of Claudius II around 270. Claudius had come to the conclusion that single men made better soldiers. So he outlawed marriage for all young men. Mm. Valentine thought this was obviously unjust. Mm -hmm. So he defied the order and continued to perform marriages for young Loves in secret. It Aww. actually says lovers, but Herschel said, don't say lovers on the podcast. But I just did three times. <laughs> when his actions were discovered, Claudius II had St. Valentine put to death. <gasps> Claudius? Claudius just... Claudius. Heart wow. of stone. Heart of stone. I need to yeah. get on the board here. I have zero points. So am I winning right now? About you? All right. What we need so to point you were tied with Would you like one point on the board? Mason, because this is your chance. This right is your here. chance. Well, I mean, this is the only chance I have, so. <laughs> Cupid, the mischievous winged child, has mm -hmm. become associated with Valentine's Day because his arrows pierce the heart of his victims, causing them to fall deeply in love. Who was Cupid's mother? Was it <laughs> Venus, Psyche, Minerva, or Penelope? 
Hmm. Well, Venus, was, she was she was the god of beauty, right? No. Mm. Or the god of female razors. <laughs> that was what I thought too. I was like, oh I was trying to listen Same to a commercial reason. in my head. Um, That's wait, what? Funny. If I told you what she's the goddess of, that might give it away. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's my first thought. I'm going to go with that Venus. Correct. Ah, Venus was the goddess of love. The identity of his father is less clear. Some say Vulcan. Um, Some say Mercury or Mars. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. Vulcan. What is a Star Trek? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goddess of Okay. This goes to that question you were asking earlier, Mason, about the cards being purchased. So, Kate, Kate, what percentage of Valentine cards are purchased by women? 39%, oh my goodness. 85%, this is such a guess. 50, 39%, <laughs> or 72%. Purchased by women. Mm-hmm. And we can't get a hint on how many of them are no. for classes of like second graders. The little tiny like but sticker together. If, if those count. Is she buying them for herself or her greatly, for her friends or for her mom? Is, I, don't, I don't think that matters, though. I don't think that matters. Why am I helping you? <laughs> Mason, because if, if all three of us get it wrong, then you get all well, I know that, but if I help you try to get it right, then I don't get those points. Well, you know. Yeah, so don't help. Okay, can you give me those numbers? 39, uh-huh. 85, 56, or 72? Wow. Um, let's go with a 72. Incorrect. Okay. Okay, same again. 39, 85, <laughs> 56, It's just numbers like two. <laughs> I can't deal with you guys. (laughs) Um, I want to say, like, we want... This is for two points, Hoops. Yeah, you got this, Hoops. Is it bad that I already forgot all the numbers? I forgot them, too. I literally (laughs) write them down. I just just remember 39%. That's That's what I remember. 39, 85, 85, 86. 86. 56. 56. What'd she say? We can't say that. Oh. (laughs) I would have loved it if she said the same thing. Why would it matter what she said? Because the note is. I don't know. 39. Incorrect. Jonesy for three points. (laughs) She doesn't remember the number. (laughs) 85 or 56, Adam? See, I was going to go 39. I know. I know what it is. I'm going to go 89. That isn't an option. No. <laughs> Whatever the 81 was. What was the 81? Correct. One? That is correct. 85%. Dang it. Good For job. For three points. So, that, so, okay. So, men aren't buying. Well, so I think this is skewed because my question is, does that count the, yeah. Yeah, it, the moms. all the moms buying for their kids for yeah. school? And, those, yeah. right. and that could be it, you know. That, that's yeah. that's what I'm thinking, especially if it's 89%. I mean, that's Plus, is this 85, still 2004 but, oh, data? <laughs> 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 I mean, it's 85. But. 89, 85. Okay, <laughs> what, Mason, another for one point. I'm okay. sorry, you're really getting shorted at this time. I am. What percentage of roses purchased on Valentine's Day are red? Oh, we got a percentage mm. again. <laughs> yeah, I'm writing them down. No worries. Okay. 78, 94, Whoa. 68, or 86? I honestly Ooh. think, I think it's 94. That's my final answer. Incorrect. No. <gasps> Mason, I thought you were going to do one of the 70 or 80s and I was going to do the, like, the next one, <laughs> like if you got it wrong. Which one do you uh, guess? What other colors of roses That's are you like, yeah. white, white and yellow pink. and pink. Yeah, but it's like rose. Co- Wait, no, it's, it's red. <laughs> it's be like, red. It's like rose. is <laughs> pink, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, Kate. Um, a lot of let's, let's just let's eighty six. 
Incorrect. Okay, what was the other one? <laughs> what was the other one? 78 or 68. Can you write this down? 78 or 68. 78. Incorrect. Adam. Oh, my gosh. 68. 68? According four. to the four four Insight for the American Flow and Tracking Study. I would have guessed what Mason Me guess. too. 68% are red. Would you like to know the others? Sure. The next highest Price is white, pink. mixed, the mixed color. Oh. Uh. 6% pink. Six percent peach or salmon. Wait, the mixed. Wait, wait, wait. Six percent. Uh huh. Five percent yellow and four percent white. Four percent other. Hmm. Other like the blue or purple or. You know, I'm still thinking about our point system, and it really. (laughs) (laughs) I think Adam's getting lucky. Yeah, I nailed it because I totally, if I was Mason, would have guessed the largest amount, (laughs) got it wrong, and I came out of this. I'm going to start with hoops. Well, I'm I'm, I'm just saying we're just going to change it up. Just you benefit based on you know the other contestants' ignorance. Can you give us a point update, Kate? Um, Mason has one. Mm. Hannah and I are both tied at three, and then Adam has (gasps) eleven. Because every oh my Mason's god, well he's got two guesses yeah. at the Sorry. end. He just gets lucky. He got two threes. All right, we're gonna start with you on okay. this. Okay, okay. I hope In it's addition not to being the unofficial no, patron saint of love, what occupation is Saint Valentine also believed to be the patron of? Oh, is it exorcisms? Oh lord, oh, brewers, arms dealers, or beekeepers? <laughs> For one, I know the answer to this. Beekeeper. What was the second one, Lee? Brewers. What like what's that? Like you brew, brew beer. I have no idea. I guess it's brewing. Okay. <laughs> or fruit. I thought or... that Kate was just gonna say they brew. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know if it's I don't know. And beekeepers. Mm-hmm. Are arms dealers or exorcisms? I'm gonna go with beekeepers. Correct. <gasps> yep. Besides oh, his patronage of couples, love and happy marriages, Saint Valentine's is also charged with ensuring the sweetness of honey. And the protection of beekeepers. Wow. Oh, well, oh, I good. knew that one. <laughs> I was going to guess exorcisms. Okay. Yeah. Ah. It's a, a little dark. Mm-mm. All right. Mm-mm. Kate, who created oh. the first Valentine's Day box of chocolates? <gasps> Louis oh. IV, Milton Hershey, Russell Stover, or Richard Cadbury? Oh. Okay, so is it one of the top three like chocolate makers in the world, mm-hmm. or is it Louis the Louis the Fourth? <laughs> Some random dude. So, um, is Louis the one that had all the wives? Well, yeah, because he had all the, the chocolate. Well, but was it the fourth or was it the? There was a couple Louis. <laughs> several. I don't know. <laughs> More than a couple Louis. <laughs> I, know. I don't know um, much about Louis. There's so at least three before him. Dover's or Cadbury. Correct. Oh. This is for one point, Catherine. You have a lot of catching up to to get back to Jonesy. So you all got work. <laughs> I know today. I got uh, one point. Yeah. The last. I already race. know the answer. Interesting. I'm gonna guess. Okay, I'm gonna just say this out loud. I don't think it's Hershey because I don't think a Hershey has been around long enough for like the first box of chocolates. Um, and so I think it's Cadbury. That is correct for one point. Oh my god! In 1822, John Cadbury opened a tea and coffee shop in Birmingham, England. Mm-hmm. Not Alabama. Mm-hmm. He yes. soon expanded into chocolate manufacturing, and in 1861, his son Richard greatly increased sales by packaging the chocolates and the world's first heart-shaped candy box. Mm. Wow! See, cool. I was not going to go Cadbury because I hear Cadbury and I just think bunnies. I think the oh, eggs. Cadbury, yeah, Cadbury eggs. eggs. And it's like, mm. got to be one of the other two, right? Yeah, yeah. but like they have the, the, the push on holidays. So yeah, that Cadbury. Yeah. All right, sorry, Mason. Tried to help you out. This is also for one point again. <laughs> so, right. which U.S. This is sad. 
Which U.S. You might know this. You like history and reading the news and stuff. <laughs> which U.S. president lost both his wife and his mother on the same Valentine's Day? <gasps> Is it Teddy Roosevelt, Warren G. Harding, William McKinley, or Gerald Ford? I think I do know this, actually. Um, it was... I believe it was Teddy Roosevelt. That is correct. Look Teddy at Roosevelt you. lost his first wife to kidney failure on February 14th, the same day he lost yeah. his mother from typhoid fever. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you know what? The, one of the first, whenever I first got a uh, got my job here, I was reading a biography about Teddy Roosevelt. Really? <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Well, came, congratulations came on your uh, light read. Point. Yeah. Tell us our scores again, Kate. Uh, Mason, you were now at two. Wait, uh, I thought two? Yeah, that, yeah, that one was that only one point. was your first, the first time. Oh, I thought I at least got another one, right? Yeah, you, you did. Well, no, yeah. I thought... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's two, right. Thought, you have two like points. points. <laughs> Dang. Um, Hoops and I are at four, and then Adam is still at 11. <laughs> so this... So what did it say one more time? Two... Adam. Adam won. Um, Adam won so, by a long shot. Yeah. Okay. I was just going to up the, the points to get everybody up. up. the Annie. Who can we yeah. wager? Well, we need to... We need oh, to yeah, let's wager our scoring. points. Okay, what is... It is... 11. 11. You have two. You have four. Four. Okay. So... This will, this question, you could win the whole game with this question. Okay, let's just throw those scores out the window. This is question. What have I done all game then? No, like for first place. Like okay, you'll, Mason, you'll I'm just going to be honest. You have to do the worst or best date story because you're at the very bottom. So you already, you're already you the main loser. Sorry to say that. But what if, I, what if I get another? But if you win all of this, then you can choose someone else to do it. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. So hold your answer in. Don't give it to me. Okay. And then okay. after, we're actually, this is going to be a special one. We're going to call... Um, our old friend, Derek Walker, who used to work who? with us. And we're going to get him, him. To, to answer the question, too, to see if this is actually accurate. Oh. So I just need Ooh, to let... Irish um, trivia? Yeah. I'm very upset about this whole point thing. I mean, all of a sudden... I kind of like it because it just throws doing, everything out the window. I was doing so I well. Were. Adam was so frustrated when she said the points are out the window. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. So, just making sure that Derek is ready for our phone call. Not yet. Let me. Let me. Um, I'm so excited. A special guest. Special this is our guest. first like kind of special. Actually, that well, that, that one second. Okay, just use your own mic. Okay. All right. How He's not answering word? me, so I'm hoping that he'll be ready. But how um, is the point system just out the window? All <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, Adam, with the dominating lead, and points <laughs> and don't matter anymore. <laughs> okay. Oh man. Yes, my luck. Poor, okay. Poor the Adam. question is this: In old Ireland, a heart was carved into what? As a Valentine's gift. Remember, do not say your answer out loud. Okay. Was it a palm? Not like the palm of your hand, but like a palm leaf. Mm -hmm. Oh, turnip, turnip, a tree, or a spoon. A palm. I was hoping she was gonna say potato. Turnip was carved into a tree or a spoon. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Am I ready to win, or are we ready for that? Or so a. Heart on the count of three, do we, do we just all okay, say I, what we think it I is? I am... You what? Going to go around. Uh, Derek is telling me that he is working out. I said he has to just answer anyway. Okay, so... <laughs> Sorry, Derek. Adam, give us your answer. You're not going to say whether I'm correct or not, right? I'm not. Okay. 
I well. I wrote mine down. If that helps, you got, I have, you got I a spoon, a tree, a vegetable, or um, a my palm. guess is spoon. Everyone's now going to follow the man with the most that points. That was not what I was going to guess. That's not what I was going to say. I'm going to say. I hope we all guess each one. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to say a tree. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to say. That's what tree. I was going to say. You're going to say tree. Yeah. Tree. tree. I was going to say tree. Tree. Okay. Derek says, "Don't call me. I'm working out." But I'm Sorry, calling him anyway. If it's a darn spoon, I will cry with laughter. <laughs> and he will be the ultimate winner. <laughs> and Mason will have to turn down my mic because I will laugh directly into the mic. Does Derek know the answer? Is that what we're saying? No, I'm going to see if he knows the put answer. It, put it like right, up to, right up to the mic, yeah. <laughs> Listen, Derek, I just need you to answer a quick question for me, okay? I want to know if okay. this is legit, okay? In old Ireland... A heart was carved into what as a Valentine's gift? A heart was carved into as a Valentine's gift? Uh-huh. I've never heard of it, Lee. Aw, <laughs> man. This is old Ireland. Maybe your dad would know. Maybe I should call your dad. Uh, how, well, how old are you talking about? Are you talking 30 years ago? How old are you talking? Hundreds of years old. I'm thinking probably hundreds. <laughs> Give him the well, options. Wasn't around there. Oh, I know that. Okay, I'm going to give you the options, okay? Maybe that'll ring a bell. You ready? Mm-hmm. Palm leaf, a turnip. No, we don't have, we don't have palm leaves. <laughs> See, good. A turnip. A turnip. <laughs> a turnip. <laughs> a tree or a spoon? No, no, no spoon and no palm leaf. Probably not a turnip either. Probably a tree. Yes. You know what? You're incorrect. Adam is actually correct. No. Oh my God! Right. It is. Come on. I know Ireland better than everyone. This, it says the love spoon was given to a young woman by her suitor. The it was important spoon. for the girl's father to see that the young man was capable of woodworking and providing uh. for the family. So I figured you probably made Caitlin a love spoon. Wait, he they, he Mercy, made well, the spoon. I'm glad times have changed. Uh, they just <laughs> well, thanks for answering during your workout. We missed you. Miss you guys. Bye, Bye now. Bye. Love you. Bye. Toodles. Toodles. Wait a second. Wait a second. Well, so, so wait. Old Jones won. He made, <laughs> he made a spoon. Yep. Even after so the point happy. system. Even after Lee tried to sabotage <laughs> my massive lead by throwing every bit of this crazy point system out the window, this somehow just fell so in my, my favor. Does, is it so Mason wait, that I'm has confused. to give a bad date? Yep. Yes. Or wait, a good I, date? For sure, Mason. <laughs> I'm still a little confused. So you, he would, he would. Carve, carve a wooden spoon. It would be a wooden spoon. But he would make a spoon? Uh-huh. Oh, well, I thought he was just carving the heart into a thing. A well, that is yeah. kind of what the question I don't, says. I don't know if he had to make the spoon, because I, I wouldn't say he'd made a tree. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. Well, well, I'm giving it, it away. Or, like, if it's a metal spoon, Actually, it doesn't a wooden say spoon. that he made the spoon, but it does say that he was capable of woodworking, so I would assume. Yeah. yeah. Well, Everyone I mean, knows Carving that, a heart though. into a tree. You're, wood, you're <laughs> I thought maybe that's where we got the tradition of carving a heart into the well, tree. Well, Jones, congratulations on your win. Thank you. What are my winnings? Your winnings are you get to hear Mason share a story about his worst or best date experience quickly so we can wrap I up. I really want to hear worst. Uh, yeah, why don't we give you, your prize can be that you decide which he Let's gives. hear worst. Well, no, okay. <laughs> I got I to gotta think. Um, uh, my worst, I mean, all my dates are so good. <laughs> um, all my dates are so good. I love that. Well, okay. This this might be 
this might be like it's not really a date, but it is it is a a story that is weird. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So I I was working for this company um whenever I first moved to Nashville and with this company I would move or I would go to various places and uh, like try to sell things. I was like a salesman. So I'd go to like conferences and things and like have a booth set up and like oh, cool. sell stuff. Okay, yeah. I and know one exactly of these conf- what company was. Say what? I know exactly what company it was. It doesn't matter. Yes. And um <clears throat> I for one of these one of these uh conferences I was at, I met this other like uh I guess person? vendor, right? Yeah. Vendor, yeah. It was us in our thing and then this other person like across the hall or something and there's one girl, she was very nice, and we started, you know, just kind of, you know, had this rapport over the last couple days when we were both doing this, and so we, like, exchanged numbers, and then we were, like, texting, and everything was great. And then as, like, it progressed after the, the conference, um, she would say, oh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about moving to Nashville. Can you, like, you know, could you maybe, like, introduce me to some people? And I'm just like, no, 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 Like, first of all, don't move to Nashville because of me. We were selling <laughs> stuff across the hall from each other like you know let's 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 chill um but i mean i said it nicer than that anyway in our conversation she she mentioned at some point that she um she had mentioned that she had gotten this new perfume that she really liked and i was like oh wow i bet that i bet that's great you know i bet that's great And, and in the uh romance in the um in the conversation of like moving to Nashville, she had asked me like, oh, well, you know, what part of town do you live or whatever? And I told her what part of town I, I lived in. Oh, um, and I, I guess I, this is where I messed up. Cause I, I like, cause I told her like exactly, exactly like I gave her like my address. Like this is like kind of the, the place I'm in. Right. Anyway. So I'm just she sitting there at my house oh, no, one day. I'm, so right now. I'm sitting, I'm sitting at my house one day and I get this, this uh Wave note perfume oh. i get this note in in the uh <laughs> i get this note in in the uh in the mail and i'm reading it and it's this note from this this uh this girl and it's, it's a nice note you know she's saying hey you know all these nice things but also in this note she had tell us more about the note <laughs> she had this this plastic baggie oh, oh no oh gosh just this nothing was in this baggie but she was saying in the note, she said, now, no, blah, 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 pull out it. the plastic baggie, open it up, now smell. And she had, like, sprayed the perfume in uh, this bag and, uh, like, uh, sent it to uh, me. And I was like, oh, my cringe. You were done. It, w- it was. Did it you was, write her back? I did not. Oh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it was. It was, oh, no. it was just, it was too much. I was like. Uh, too much ooh. so soon. Do you think she's listening? I was gonna ask. Uh, hopefully not. I prob- if if she finds I mean, you, she probably. I mean, at, at this point, at this point, I think she's like married and and happy, and that's that's great for you. And this was like five years ago, anyway. So you know, yeah. so whatever. But so that's not really a date, but it is like a. That's a cringe that's a time. That, yeah. That's a little weird. Yeah. 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 Thank you. That cringe worthy. Yeah, fulfilled yeah. everything I didn't know that, that I wanted. Like open this bag, hair, but and I knew smell. immediately it was just gonna yeah. be the the perfume. Yeah. waft of perfume. Just a waft of the perfume. Yeah. Because I've heard of like people like spraying their letters with perfume. You really captivated her. Yeah. 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 Jeez, Mason. Mason. I mean, you and your booth really you know, made a. I. Uh, You're a cute vendor over there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, my my oh. vending days. <laughs> Thanks for sharing yeah. that lovely story. Thank That's you. a great appetizer. That rounds out our happy love happy day. Yeah. Happy love. However you're spending it, and whoever 
and whomever you're spending it with. Woohoo! Awesome. friends follow us on our amazing cool hip funky awesome new instagram called to the table bump csm all right so this is our second passage and i don't think that means what you think, think it, it means, means. Great go. good job adam say it fast a, again i don't I don't know what you think I mean <laughs> to me. Nailed it. I don't Good know what's happening here. Fun Always. fact, when, when uh, Mason first uh, dropped th- the first episode of this, I read, like it showed me on my phone because I subscribed to it, which all of you should be subscribed to, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I read it and I said, <laughs> Mason just put in the first letter of every one of those words. And I, I looked at it and I was like, did he just kind of like throw up on the keyboard? Like what <laughs> happened? What is going on with our podcast? Did he pass out? And it just... literally, I literally had to read it like five and six times before I was like, oh, that's our new series. <laughs> that's, that, oh, poor Jones. That's what we're talking about for this semester. So we're talking about it. passages that uh, we've all probably heard or have been referenced in our life, or maybe you've read it on a wall or seen it on a bumper sticker, or someone has quoted it to you in a moment of either like excitement or even anger or something like that. And so we're going to be taking a look at those passages and saying, maybe that means something a little bit different than the context in which it was used um, in the life, in our everyday life. And so today we're going to take a look um, at, a, at a passage out of Matthew. Um, it's the seventh chapter, and it's the first few verses, and I'm going to read it, and I think that you will, you will recognize it pretty quickly. So I'm reading out of the, the Common English Bible, so here we go. Matthew 7, don't judge so that you won't be judged. You will receive the same judgment you give. Whatever you deal out you will, will be dealt out to you. Why do you see the splinter that's in your brother's eye or sister's eye, but don't notice the log in your own? All right, so I want to start by just asking a question. Like when you hear this passage, hoops, what do you think of instantly? Like when someone says like, don't judge me, what do you think about? Just like little petty gossip. Gotcha. Little like, petty gossip. That's, I just think in my middle school yeah, days. I, yeah, mm. I use that as like a defense. Of like, don't judge for what I'm doing or don't judge like me. Right. So if someone judges you or says something and you're like, oh yeah, Matthew 7, 1, don't judge me. (laughs) I don't know if I would quote the scripture to them, but let me do my thing. Yeah. Let me do my thing. Okay. What do you think, Mason? Where did you hear this most? Oh, where did I hear this most? (laughs) Um, In court. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I... I, 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 I pro- probably yeah probably like school you know I think this think the same thing Hannah like someone mm-hmm. says don't judge me it's I don't know you, there's really no response to that if, yeah you know if that's the perception of someone like judging you it's like I don't know is that an adequate yeah. answer yeah I okay. think so Lee where have you used this in your life or it been <laughs> used against you no that's exactly when you're like oops what does it make you think of I automatically think of all the times even currently that I'm like judgmental and I just feel like all this, like super convicted and guilty all mm. of a sudden of like, yeah. Oh gosh. Like I'm, I can judge so harshly 
But when you just ask Mason, where do you hear it most often? I think it's so pervasive right now. Like with our political climate, mm-hmm. just sort of yeah. like it is. Like, yep. I feel like both sides of the, it's like the, it's like the, the um, I don't know the word I'm looking for. It's like the, it's the end all to arguments. You know, yeah. like when don't, you're, don't judge me. Don't yeah. judge me. It just kind of like, yeah. Well, and it is, you know, to your point, Lee, it is a very humbling uh, passage to read because, you know, I got to be honest, you scroll through Instagram, mm. you know, it's easy. I, I, I cast mm. a little bit of judgment. I'm not For talking sure. about any of you listeners. I'm talking about other people, of course. But some people in this room, he said, um, but you know, there's, there's judgment cast. Like I remember yes. I, I oh, yeah. um, one of the reasons I'm leading this conversation is I preached on this passage, um, about a year and a half ago. And so I did a lot of study on it. And one of the things I confessed in the pulpit of our church was saying like, I'm not going to lie, people. I judge. You know, I take my dogs on the walk in the morning, and which Carlisle laughs at because she's like, "You don't walk the dogs in the morning." That was that was totally a a Just pastor a, a pastor story. <laughs> she was like, "You don't walk the dogs. I walk the dogs." And I was like, "I walk I walk with you. Who's walking the dogs?" All right. So, <laughs> but just saying, like, I you know, you walk past people's yards and you're like, hmm. Yes, they, they're not you know, their house up. Or yeah, yeah, they didn't. What, what do they think about their house? They can't even cut their yard or like, oh, no, they're not, they're not paying for lawn care to, you know, spray the weeds yeah. or do whatever. And it's just like, you know, you, you walk, you know, you walk a mile. How many judgments do you make? A lot. You know? Yeah. yeah. So uh, looking at this passage and, and thinking about the judgment that we kind of do, I want to, I want to kind of dive in and of course, want you guys to, to, um, to kind of have some input too. But what we find here is that we're in Matthew's largest teaching, right? So we're on the Sermon on the Mount. Kate is like very red laughing at me right now. Sorry. I just, I'm looking down at my notes and I remembered a funny joke. And so just please keep going. Okay, good. I'll tell it later, I promise. (laughs) Cliffhanger to Kate's funny joke. All right. So it's going to be funny now. (laughs) Oh, it will um, be. It's going to be the funniest joke ever. Yeah. So Jesus is teaching his longest and largest teaching that we read in one of the gospels in Matthew uh, in the Sermon on the Mount. And so Jesus is kind of going through a little bit of a laundry list of what the kingdom of God uh, is going to look like that's unfolding on earth. So the kingdom of God, we're referring to God's reign, um, you know, the following and living like Jesus, that expanding more and more and more. That's God's kingdom on earth. Who's president Sermon on the Mount? Like who's... Oh, is it who being delivered else? to? Yeah, so he, I mean, he literally goes up on a mountain. There's all these, uh, some of his dis- first disciples have followed him. But then there's just like crowds that have gathered because he's gone and, and like started his ministry. And so people kind of follow. So this is the first like large mass. And so it's, I like to kind of think of it as like, he's he's talking to his disciples, right? He's teaching those people that are closest, but he's, it's like he's talking loud enough that all the crowds around them are, te- are learning the teaching that he's teaching his, his closest people, mm-hmm. right? And so he's running through this laundry list of things of what the kingdom's going to look like and do's and don'ts, and he finally gets to judgment, right? And says, mm-hmm. don't judge or you're going to be judged uh, like, like I would have been or like you would, however you judge, others are going to judge right. you that same way. And so I want to kind of break down of like, what do we think that this means? Do we think that this means like, all right, like hoops, those shoes, you know, maybe they're for you, but I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of judging from this side of the room because I'm like, you know, I don't really like those. In yeah, context, they're a little sparkly she for has me. Uh, white or 
um, off-white sparkly shoes on. Um, they look fabulous. High tops. So high tops. Correct. Yeah. Sorry. High little high top sneakers that are real sparkly. Yeah. Okay. So you're judging me. Yeah. So like, what's? I mean, it, I mean is that what is that honestly, what Jesus is talking about here? Like, or for the, Adam? Not, I don't think they look good on him. Mm, I don't think so. I think. Well, it's not like a judgment of what you wear and what you. It's more like <laughs> I'm trying to put words together, but Jesus was saying like. He's not suggesting we don't have the right to moral judgment, but he's saying like don't or like human behavior, but he was saying you know, you have the right to hold like hold people accountable, mm. that kind of judgment, not like ew, I don't like her shirt. <laughs> it's like the kind of answers to how you should live in a community of others instead of um what others are wearing or how others just are as a person right mm-hmm. thank you i was having Got trouble you. put my yeah. words yeah. together well and so, i think well go ahead i think i think there's a difference in like judging and then just having like a judgment well yeah you can make like a judgment call well, well yeah because i mean I, th- I think like i think like when you go to the store you judge what you're gonna buy at the store like you make a choice right mm-hmm. so in a way it's like i don't want to say it's an opinion necessarily but um, I don't know. I feel like I feel like the, the the definition gets a little fuzzy on like what is what is judging, what is what is yeah. not. Well, and know. I think that's a it's a good place to yeah. That's like, a good place to to start. Right. Like what what are you talking about judgment? Here? Yeah. What is judgment? What's this word that Jesus is using right here? And this is where like listeners, this is why we study like context. This is why we study Greek and Hebrew, right? If you're right. listening or reading in the Old Testament, like. Go and find somewhere that can talk about Hebrew words. If you're reading the New Testament, go find somewhere that can talk about Greek words. So this Greek word that Jesus used here uh, could be used to mean or refer to condemning someone, right? So like eternally condemning someone or just merely being critical of them. So there's a chance that Jesus was talking about both of those things, like being kind of critical about someone or kind of condemning them, like talking about their whole, you know, right. their whole life, their whole eternal life. Um, so, yeah. So I think it's really interesting to look at it in, in that vein, because it's like, I wonder if like, all right, so we picked on your shoes, hoops. I know. Like, I wonder if <laughs> like, Gosh. is that be- me being critical of you or condemning you? Like to say like, Ooh, I really don't like those shoes. You're talking about outward. Well, like but I think if you <laughs> connect the outward appearance to who she is as a person, it does. Yeah. Like if you think that everyone who wears sparkly shoes is only worried about the fashion and not really wanting to go deep and you know, only mm-hmm. the, if you contribute that to her, I think it is a judgment. If you're like, I don't really like those shoes and that's the fashion choice and you feel like, I don't, that's not for me. You it's know, not the same. I feel like that's not a, the same judgment sort of. Well, is it in opposition of the law? Because like judgment is like the origin of the word you were talking about that but like in the latin it comes from two different places like to say the law so it's mm. like to call the law into to like to state it yeah. right so like her shoes are not in opposition of any law and so right. we think about judgment like mm. we're calling people to the standard of law or the basis of 
morality or whatever. Right. You Holding know? people accountable. Right. So do, do they have any tie to, you know, I think that's right. just opinion, I would think. Yeah. But it yeah. does feel like we, I think we call that judgment. Yeah, that's I think really all the time point. we say, well, like, don't judge me. Don't judge my shoes, right? Like, right. And we kind of use this passage, and I don't think that's what this passage is. Like, because I think that there are times, right, in which we might be getting called out or feel like we're being judgmental, but we're really not condemning someone or being critical of them. We're more so trying to encourage them, right? Mm -hmm. Like, one of the things I thought about while I was studying this passage and I was preparing to preach for it, and I was thinking, I was like, what are the times that I really thought someone was being critical of me, but they were actually trying to really encourage me? And maybe they came about it in the wrong sense, right. or maybe I just read it wrong. Mm. But have y'all ever had that, like, a moment where you felt like, oh, man, they are, like, hardcore judging me, and really they were trying to, like, be an encourager mm -hmm. for you and, like, push you in a, in a right direction? Yeah. Yes. Please. As an Enneagram 8, I mean, yes. Like, she was like, yes. I, I mean, anyone who struggles with authority of any kind, yeah. that can come from your own trauma, from your own family, from your own, you know, schooling or what, whatever. Mm -hmm. Or that can just be inherent in you. Like the way that, like, you're just sensitive to leadership. You're, si you're sensitive to critique. Yeah. Doesn't mean that critique is bad. It just means that you struggle to hear mm -hmm. it and accept it. And so people, especially like me, who struggle to reckon with authority or to hear feedback sometimes. Yeah, it can come off as judgment and I have to like deconstruct it all sometimes and mm -hmm. go, that was not at the heart of it. Like that was just how I processed it, you know? Yeah, mm -hmm. like what I think about this not including when I read this passage and I'm gonna get fairly specific in an example of like the, the men's small group that I'm a part of where a part of our accountability is like, and, you know, people listening, like, this is one of the hardest things we do, right, is, like, confessing to other people, like, your sins, where you are falling short of following Christ well, like, where I fall short. Like, when I confess those things, like, the next week, if I come back and I'm saying the next one's, like, I don't think my, my fellow, you know, Christians are judging me when they say, Adam, like, you've said that one thing the past three weeks in a row. Like, it's how time. can, yeah, how yeah. can we help you? Like, in, in a loving way saying like, hey, like they're not, I don't take that as judgment. I take that as like putting an arm around, you know, a brother putting their arm around me and saying, let's walk this path together well. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's a, I think that's a struggle when we read passages like this because we kind of want to almost isolate ourselves when we read passages like this and say like, well, don't judge me. Don't anyone call me out on any of my stuff. Let me let me kind of self isolate and do that. And I, and I don't think that that's you know I don't think that that's what this passage would would want us to do. It would mm -hmm. it would want us to kind of bring each other together. I think though, you know, this is like a whole can of worms, so we don't have to go here. But as you're speaking, I was just thinking there is a sense of supremacy with Christians, like we think and believe and are taught to believe that our way is the only way. And so, especially in any kind of spiritual abuse or pastoral abuse, like, and that's a big word and it sounds scary, but I think it happens in these nuanced ways where we're like, all I'm doing is com coming alongside you and trying yeah. trying, to, trying to encourage you. But really what, it, what you're saying is like, I'm just trying to get you to do what I want you to do. Yeah. And when we view like, truth or scripture or God in that way, like as if we know all and we're trying to bring you into the fold, like 
Yeah. That's that like teeters on. Yeah, that's where it's a really sticky abuse. point. Abuse. Yeah. It's mm. a it's a really sticky point there. Like it's it's hard. Um. So. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Oh, I didn't say anything. That was me. <laughs> I was just. I, I want to go to the the next one of the next parts of this because I think this is where we see um, like this used a lot, especially in like youth ministry. I remember seeing one of our pastors a long time ago preach on this passage and literally brought a plank into the um, <laughs> oh, wow. into the pulpit and held it over his eye and was like, you know, using the very real example of like, <laughs> why do you see the the splinter in your neighbor's eye? But you know. The and plank. he slapped himself in the face with a plank. It was really, <laughs> you know, entertaining. Um, but, I mean, that's part of this passage, right? Like, mm. And I think this unfolds a little bit more of why it starts with don't judge, right? Because it goes into, well, why are you looking at the tiniest speck in Kate's eye when you ignore all of these things that you have going on in your life? I love the examples. Like, he's basically saying, hey, here's the here's the basis of what I need you to do. Don't judge. And here, let me give you examples of what I have already seen. Cause remember he's talking to his disciples. Like I've been with you for years now. Like, let me tell you exactly what I've seen. And this is how I can help come alongside you and like be into the like calling of what we're supposed to be actually doing. Yeah. And I mean, why this is, a, there's a simple answer to this, but like, why is Jesus bringing it up? Because it was happening. Probably because he saw it. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it's happening, <laughs> it right? Happening. Like what he was probably seeing left and right was, you know, Mason calling out Kate for the simplest thing, but forgetting about <laughs> Jesus. Sorry, Mason. Mason. But Mason's forgetting <laughs> about like and ignoring all of the things that you have going on in your own personal life. Mm -hmm. right. And why does it seem like we tend to do that in our culture and society of like, why is it easier to point somebody else's stuff out rather than deal with our own th stuff? I know. Wait, well, are the you asking why? Like introspection yeah. that it takes to figure out. You don't want to deal with yeah, your yeah, own that's, stuff. Yeah, that's, that's Tinder. That's the hard work. Yep. Yeah, that is the hard work. Like, I mean, and he uses those examples of a speck. Like, I mean, if Derek were here, he could tell us how small a speck of wood <laughs> is, right? <laughs> Versus a plank. Like, it's so yeah. easy to point out the teeny, teeny, tiny thing and ignore all of the work that we have to do in such a large, you know, large We also may not recognize in our own selves what we need to work on. So yeah. That may be part of it, just like being unaware. Especially when we surround ourselves with the people of all the same. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you're all, if you are uh, single or married or families, like you surround yourself with families. You surround yourself with newly married couples. You surround yourself with, like whatever your age group, like you surround yourself with peers. And so sometimes we don't see outside of that. Mm -hmm. I agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think part of what this passage is saying in it is like it's pointing out like, like where does the work need to begin? Mm. And that's truly that the work needs to begin. That's one of the reasons he's saying don't judge is because the work needs to start with ourselves mm -hmm. before it is criticizing others or condemning others, right? right. Like they have to, you have to write yourself before you're able to do that. The, you mm -hmm. know, the example of uh, me talking about my men's group, like, like those people have less accountability in my life, the less I see them, you know, the less their life is put together, right? There's a reason why they, they have a seat at my table, right? That I really listen to. And it's because I watch and see how they've lived and they've done ministry and they've 
raised a family and done all those things. And so it, it helps me to be like, oh, this is someone I can trust. Like they've done that work in themselves. Right. Yeah. And and I think it, if you start with yourself, you become more empathetic to those around you. Mm -hmm. And so that way you're not only like, just not like, it's not a checklist of do not judge. You're like, no, I, I can't, I can't judge them. Like that's not something I can do because of the work that I have done with myself and with those close around me. Mm. Hmm. So let me ask you this, like, and kind of everybody can think on it and, and process a little bit differently, but this is one of the things that this passage made me think about was like, is there, are there any people like one individual or maybe a group of people I've kind of hinted at with my small group of like, that it's like, you would never take what they say as judgment. Hmm. That's a good question. I didn't mean to just bring maybe, the conversation um, to no, a screeching halt. Just, um, maybe a best friend. Like I'm thinking of like a, a close friend that wa has walked like every season with me. The, the women who stand like beside me, on, like as I walk down the aisle right that's now. That's kind of what I was thinking. <gasps> Twins, Kate. I know. It's like we're going oh through the same things in life. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, like a best friend. Yeah. Because over these past weeks, like I have called, well, I'm in the process of calling each one of them um, to ask like, hey, would you be comfortable? Mm. And hey, no judgment. This is, this is why I love you. You're still going to be a part of our lives. I just want to make sure that you're comfortable yeah. um, with whatever decision we make. And so like sitting down and talking with them individually. And I think that comes from me, you know, being in ministry and being with people and going, okay, like, what is your comfortability? Like, how can I make sure that uh, my special day, like we all get to celebrate together and, you know, we're in this community, Sean and I are in this community together. So how can we help you? And so we can celebrate you in the same sorts of ways. I don't know that I do. Hmm. I really don't. I mean, I would say Herschel, but all the time I'm like, quit judging me. You know, <laughs> like, so, I mean, I mean, I trust his voice probably more than anyone else's. So, like, I, I, it is easier to, like, offer grace because yeah. I believe the best in him ultimately. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And, and I know him and me. But, um, mm. no, I mean, and I think about you know, my mom, like I always think she's judging me, but now being a mom, like I know that's not where she's coming from, but like mm -hmm. yeah. she wouldn't be, I'm just trying to think of people. And again, that could be my own personality type, but I don't I know. I thought that too. I feel pretty safe here. Like mm -hmm. I, I, I know that like we don't agree on everything, but I also, maybe it's cause it feels less personal. Like we're working for a common Mm -hmm. like for our students mm. and so if an idea doesn't pass it doesn't feel like it's because it's my uh, my idea it's like it's just not good for the mm. right <coughs> for the whole mm. so I don't know oh, I like that yeah it's a hard I mean as I asked the question I was thinking like ooh, like I don't know who like perfectly who I would say like that I'm like oh they're they're never judging me like I mean I don't know it's it's hard and I think that's because it is like, it's hard to put ourselves in that like vulnerable of a situation, I think at times to be like, oh, this is, you know, like I'm completely open to what this person would say to me and mm. completely like willing to, to hear them. 
Yeah, I think too, is there danger in like not caring if someone is? Yeah. Like, is that good mm. thing? Is that, is that come from a healthy place of like, I'm not worried because I don't need to be like, or, or does is that come from like, I'm just so turned off that like, I don't yeah. care if you like, cause I mm-hmm. feel like that towards a lot of people. I'm sure there are people, but I'm like, eh. I mean, yeah. like, when whatever. do you, like, when do you care about somebody's judgment versus when should you let somebody's judgment go? I think yeah. I really, that's such a great question, yeah. right? It's like, but I think it comes down to trust. Like, yeah. who do I trust to, to speak into me and to say, like you said, your men's group, you trust them because you meet with them every week. Like, right. Right. There's, you, and it's set up that way. It's like, set yeah. up to like, yeah. Maybe for our students, it's like their small group leader or mm-hmm. somebody oh. in their small group or one of us. Well, yeah. and I think like one of the things too is like, so this is, and we, we kind of had a side conversation about this before, like before we started this and yeah, we did do a little homework, you know, it might be shocking to people, but we do a little homework and like one of the, like one of the things that this boils down to for me is like, it's in the book because God knows we're going to struggle with judging. Like that's why it's there. Like it is a, it is and can be a harmful thing for like how we judge people. And like, you can be very deeply hurt by like someone you trust, like judging you in a very harsh way or coming in an unfair way to you. And so that's, it's why it's there. And it's something that we have to think about. But to me, I keep coming back to like, when I read this passage of that, like self work side of it, that mm-hmm. like taking care, like remembering, like how you judge, like the, the message version of this, when you read the message version, a version of it, it says, you know, that, that spirit you have, that judgmental spirit it has its way of boomeranging back aw- around, which boomeranging, I don't know if that's really a, an actual word or not, but like, <laughs> you know, like it's going to come back. Boomerang. It's kind of that, like, if you start giving out that judgmental spirit constantly, it's going to find its way back to you. Like it's going to land back in your lap. And that's true, right? Like we all no, can yeah. speak to like totally ways that it's hit us back in the face, you know? And so it's so much of, so much of this passage is not just like a, well, don't judge me. Don't, you know, you don't, you don't have the right to do that. But like, like, what do I want? How do I want to be seen? Approached, right. And how do I show people that same thing that I want to be seen? Yeah. Um, the, the example that I kind of used when I, when I preached on this, um, and those of you that heard me preach on this, sorry that you're kind of hearing my sermon again, but, um, the, the story illustration that I used was that I found when I was going through my mom's house, I, um, well, I got her, her computer and I was going through pictures and stuff like that. And I was just looking through stuff and I found in a certain section, like a certain file that she had like taking pictures of like documents, mm-hmm. right? So she was just taking pictures of stuff that like she wanted to make sure still existed. And one of the things I found a picture of was a letter. And my mom had been adopted when she was very young by her, mm-hmm. uh, her parents. And they, she found a letter that was documenting like her early life like as a baby of like what made her really fussy and like they were telling all the things about her. Um, and like ways she calmed down and then also just like medical stuff that was going on, right? Stuff that adoptive parents would, would want to know. And like, I thought about like my grandparents reading this letter and getting the very first insight in their soon to be daughter and how like they probably only saw perfection in her in that moment, Mm -hmm. right? Like all of those things. I was like, oh, that's like, that's the spirit of how we are supposed to see people. Like Mm -hmm. that is the spirit of how we are called uh, to look at people in the world because that's how God sees us. And mm-hmm. so if that's the spirit that we look at people with, 
then that's hopefully the spirit that people are going to look back at us with. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where this passage is really saying, like, what you give out, you don't want to boomerang back around. But if you give out this this spirit of, of looking at people in the image in which I created you, in which God created you, man, that's something awesome to come back around. Like, that's something that can help you remove the plank out of your own eye or the log out of your own eye. That's a good spirit. Mm. Yeah, and that's so, that's so beautiful. Like, yeah, I'm that good. illustration. <laughs> um, it's weird that in almost eight years, I've never heard you use that illustration before. But um, I think, um, so I'm like captivated by it. Uh, especially being an adoptive mom too. But I think that that speaks to like even a bigger story because like to know the medical history, I mean, I think it's for my kids, like what, what part of their biology plays into some of the things that go on in their story, right? Like they were saying, this is, you know, how she likes to be soothed. This is what this cry might mean. And knowing that, like, so we, they all, they saw her like through these eyes of love, but those were indicators on, okay, this, these are the ways that we can, you know, they, they knew like the backstory and that, that's like an empathy. Kate used that word earlier. Like, so when we go to, to call people to a standard, whether that's spiritual standard or moral standard, you know, and not in a, in a humble way, like not judging in a negative way, but we're coming alongside and saying, Hey, I'm just trying to encourage you. Here's yeah. something you can do. It's like seeing the backstory too. Like mm -hmm. what's going on in their story, what's going on in their life that may have caused them to make X, Y, Z decision or mm -hmm. to be acting or behaving this way. Like what is the backstory, yeah. you know? Right. And that, I don't know, that's humbling in and of itself to know, like, that's the whole, like, walk a mile in someone's shoes. Like, yeah, and know? I do think that that's a part of it. I think that's a huge point is, like, like and of course, this is going to sound funny because of the whole passage is do not judge, but it's kind of like you got to earn your right to judge somebody in some mm -hmm. ways, right? Like, Yeah, it's you, respect you, and trust. Yeah, yeah, you got to earn that right in a lot of ways. And it's, mm -hmm. you know, I always think about that letter, and I'm like, yeah, like, they probably looked at it her only as perfect, right? And that was what yeah. I was just talking about, like, only see people and it, it doesn't mean that like my mom would have said like she messed up in a lot of ways in her life right like she was not perfect but like still ultimately like the way she was seen like was of of grace and love and care like it mm -hmm. was still um it doesn't mean that we won't mess up that we should be or others won't mess up like that you know just because i look at hannah and know that she is you know born, you know, in the image of God and of great worth, like, it doesn't mean she's not going to mess up and yeah, that she right. might not need to, and that she might need to be called out on that at some point, mm -hmm. but it's remembering that image and not using and not saying like, uh, and not saying that like, oh, I'm going to judge you based on the image in which you were created. Right. Yeah, like right. that is kind of that. I do think that's part of the thing that's off limits in this passage is like, you don't get to judge someone based on the fact that they were, you know, in the things that uniquely make them born in the image of God. It's so important. I think that has to be the most important message in the whole thing, like in your whole, the takeaway here. Yeah. And I think the other is that just, I would say, be careful who you allow to judge you, even like in a spiritual sense, like what, just always be filtering the voices, right? Because there are people who are going to, um, you know, say things that don't really have any insight to your actual life and your actual story. And right. so, and there are people that do, and those voices get merit and they get weight. 
Um, but to not give too much weight to the people who don't, who haven't earned that right to speak into your life. Mm. Um, yeah. So it's good. It's good. Yeah. Awesome. I'm learning well, a lot. <laughs> me too. Yeah. And these are, these are hard passages, you know, like listeners at home, students, small group leaders, parents, whoever's listening. Um, you know, these are passages we wrestle with. Yeah. You know, I remember preparing for this, like, and I, you know, and, it, and it's also hard because you read some of these passages and you're just like, well, it says, don't do it. Okay. End of passage. Like what more, <laughs> yeah. what more first study, three words. <laughs> yeah, what more study is there to do here? Uh, I could preach this sermon in about three seconds. All right, don't judge. See y'all later. All right, bye. Enjoy your lunch. (laughs) But, I mean, there's so much more to it, and that's why it's so important to venture on a series like this is dive deep into a passage that we feel like we already know everything that it says Mm -hmm. and dive deeper into it and see where it really, where really rubber meets the road in our our own spiritual walk Mm -hmm. and what we're doing. So. Um, yeah, so I hope y'all uh, can take that and apply it and use it. And wear your high, high top sparkly shoes with confidence. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Liked what you've heard this season? Be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review wherever you stream podcasts. In chit-chatting with two days ago being Valentine's Day, Lee and I had were of the same mind um, and picking our appetizer and love dessert. On the bread. It's lovely, um, especially since oh, my birthday lovely. is the day before. So <laughs> normally I don't we don't really like That's celebrate right. Valentine's Day. Um, so. I get another year older and then everyone else comes and gives me candy and stuff. So that's Cuteness. how I grew up with Valentine's Day. Um, so for me, um, different sorts of like gifts and stuff like that. Um, I don't really want the like box of chocolates. I don't want, cause I just had cake the past couple of days. Like, yeah. um, mm-hmm. so there are different things that um, I know Sean and I have talked about that I just don't, I don't feel that I don't receive love in that way. Um, so we're gonna go around um, you can, Pick your own poison, your best or worst date or best or worst gift that you have been given Mm. um, in the theme of Valentine's Day. Um, (laughs) And for those of you listening, you're welcome to hop on our Instagram and let us know exactly um, what your best and worst and maybe we can feature some of those. Um, So is this best and worst date ever or Valentine's Day uh, date? I would prefer it be around Valentine's Valentine's Day, but if you have like, if you have a home run sort of a story, like go for it, Adam. Mm. On the love day. Surprise, surprise. I'm not a big Valentine's no. day. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> you mean the, the booze scrooge? Scrooge <laughs> booze. Um, yeah, what's something that you like really loved giving Carlisle? Yeah, okay, so there question. was a... See, there you go. <laughs> Carlisle and I had talked about this. I think we were like a year into <laughs> dating. Um, so she was still down at, at Sanford University in Birmingham. And uh, we had talked about how Valentine's Day just wasn't, because like first year dating, like you're trying to get the like understanding, like is this person want me to go all out, or is this uh-huh. person like a no, not whatsoever, all of that. <laughs> and Carlisle and I had established like we were a like Valentine's Day can be the most simple thing ever, like it doesn't have to be anything different than any other day of the year for us. And so 
Um, but as kind of like a joke and to just be kind of funny because we didn't get to see each other all that much while we were dating. We were long distance. I did every like hokey Valentine's Day thing ever and like showed up. So I had like chocolates. I had a giant teddy bear. I had made a mixed CD. I had done. I forget what else it was, but there was like, I mean, just imagine every like uh, all of the uh, flowers. Yeah, yeah. all of that stuff. And I showed up with that and she just like laughed because she was like, okay, this is like. Don't ever do this again. (laughs) Right. I did all of the things that we kind of like laughed at that we were like, no, we're not doing that. Not no judgment on the people that that's their thing. You know, if you want a giant teddy bear, then. That's that's your thing. Again, Adam doesn't put his Christmas tree up until the day before Christmas and takes it down the day after. So they're not into the themes. Totally, the themes. totally had the Christmas tree down the day after. And Christmas. I am the opposite. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, you go next. Let's let's uh, juxtapose. Okay. Like I'm trying to think. Well, you know, Joe's pretty much been my only Valentine. Oh, that's the only one you need. Yeah. So yeah, you that's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't think any boys ever gave me any Valentines. Maybe like in elementary school. Um, I hope she for sure had Valentine's in Elmish School. <laughs> I didn't know that. We probably played tag on the playground and I thought we were <laughs> married. <Yeah. laughs> but um, I remember our first Valentine's when we were in high school. He um, came to my house early before school and left roses in my front seat of my car. Aww. And I still remember that today because kind of like Adam, like we didn't spend a lot of Valentine's days together because we had five and a half years of long distance so usually just cards but yeah i still remember that on our first valentine's he left flowers in my car so when i went to school i was like oh my goodness i love it it's precious you yeah. just gave you know some high schooler a really I great know. idea it's a great <laughs> idea and i think my mom just like unlocked the car for him or you know <laughs> like standing inside yeah she she, it oh yeah don did not go outside <laughs> i love don so yeah well, what, what about, about you, you? cleat oh um Herschel and I, our first Valentine's, we went to St. Louis to the Opera House to see the Avett Brothers. Wow. And it was fantastic. But we went to dinner. I can't remember where. But in the car parking in front of the Opera House, like, I was, you know, dolling back up and, like, putting my face back on. I guess I lost some of it during dinner. I don't know. But I was, like, trying to get fancier for the concert. I don't know. (laughs) But I like spritzed my perfume on me in the car and I shot it in my eye and it, (laughs) I had, it was so, it was so bad. Like it was burned. Like it was just alcohol right in your eye. eye was like red. And it was red and like, it was like swollen just cause I was like messing with it. And yeah, Mm. so that was, that stunk. And we were really kind of high up, so I couldn't see anyway. But I definitely oh, couldn't see oh, no. <laughs> with my perfume in my eye. But that was a fun, a really fun. Herschel's very thoughtful. So he's, I feel like not every day is Valentine's Day. That is so cheesy. And I was not going <laughs> to say that. But, and that is not true. That is very untrue. But um, I'm not really a flowers person or a chocolate person. But Herschel will like write cards or like he's a writing kind of person. Mm-hmm. So that's. Um, that's I'm sweet. very, very grateful. Also, just when he like does the dishes and stuff is <laughs> enough present for me. So. Yeah. Did you have any Valentines before Herschel? I did, and none of them compared, honey. Oh, there goodness. Okay, we're moving oh, on real quick. Oh, <laughs> Mason, <yeah>. Mason. Uh. <laughs> 
Uh, I gosh, I don't have any Valentine's Day stories, and I'm not just saying that. I don't. Well, you did, I but you did have the perfume. You did have the yeah, that you the perfume in the middle. Yeah, I did have that. Yeah, I feel like that was. Yeah, I'm still a little astonished by that. Do you story, guys so. miss the days when we were in elementary school and you gave everybody a Valentine's? No, I, I thought it was I so do. stressful. I oh, I love loved it. it. Wait, why is it stressful? So I get to like make them a Valentine's box and like buy all the things. And can I come I, over? I thought it was so stressful so because fun. it's like I thought about each and every one of them and I was of like, what did. if they read too much into this? <laughs> and all of a sudden now all I have left are the ones that I deemed the most like romantic and I left all of these people at the end that I didn't know what to do with and now I'm giving them like the like the Daffy Duck be mine I love you like you know like and it's like I I, 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 I don't really feel that way towards you I <laughs> like, did like I did read into my Valentine's I'm like oh, totally. oh, this one says I love you so like we might need to go hold hands or something yeah. <laughs> oh, my, gosh, my mom that's was so like funny Pinterest before it was Pinterest so we never we hadn't had the packaged ones like we Oh, you made them. Oh, oh. Yeah. no! I, we were Mandatory. like, yeah, Power There's Rangers, three of us. Power Rangers, <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, Hers- I mean, all Sellers the way. Mm-hmm. Sellers to Jurassic Park. This. Oh, this fun! And then Gray has ones that have a little squeezy pouch, and they say, "You're my main squeeze." Cute. <laughs> <laughs> for his little so toddler much. Valentine. That's well, awesome. we hope you. Well, this is a little good. sweet treat yeah. for you for our little dessert. So. We love you. We, we hope everyone you. has a good Valentine's. Had had. Had a good Valentine's. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and I love you all. <laughs> See y'all next week. Later. Bye. If you've enjoyed this episode of To the Table, be sure to subscribe to keep up with us and to never miss an episode. Our hosts are Lee French. Adam Jones, Kate Orr, Hannah DeFada, and me, Mason Cavanis. Executive produced and recorded by Mason Cavanis and executive produced by Lee French. Edited by Mason Cavanis and John Provost. Mixed and mastered by John Provost. Music by Spring Game. To the Table is a podcast from Brentwood United Methodist Church in Brentwood, Tennessee.